I just made it to the airport. It is 5 a.m. in Lisbon. And I have forgotten my passport. <laughs> I have forgotten my passport. I flew to Barcelona Christmas Eve last year and succeeded in boarding the plane without a passport, but I was literally stuck in Barcelona going back to Lisbon. So I don't think I want, like, I'll not take this chance, I think. There's another flight. Uh, 1 p.m. I see. Cheap. So this was the first attempt. First attempt. I, every time I travel, there's always something going on, like some fun dynamic. Um, so let's do a second attempt later. A few moments later. I am now back at the airport. That was stupid. Uh, it is 1 p.m. in Lisbon and I'm Barcelona bound. I'm meeting Victor in Barcelona and I knew that I wanted to make this first episode a special one about a special person. I certainly think his story is, is quite unique. It certainly touched me a lot. Um, and it's people like Victor that keeps me going, I think, uh, with this job. And so... You know, I've sort of been following him on social media and stuff like that, but we had not really, like, caught up, like, had a proper conversation about everything that is actually going on in his life. And so I'm sure I could learn a lot from him, and I want to tag you guys along. And so I shall see you guys on the other end of the peninsula. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Frederick. I recruited a lot of people abroad. I think it's time to catch up with them, listen to their human stories. That's good, yeah. That's <laughs> is it fine if I hold it like this? It's okay. It's Perfect. Okay. Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank um, you for inviting me. So, like, I just met you basically for the first time. You are as tall as I would imagine <laughs> a Scandinavian would be. Yeah. Do you get that a lot? Yeah, in Spain I do. Okay. But uh, when I get back to Denmark, I tend to forget how tall I am yeah. in Spain. Okay. Everybody's my, the same height as me in Denmark, so... Gotcha. Here I see above everybody's head when I walk down the street. It's such a nice feeling. It's like sitting on a skyscraper every day. And then I come back to the Danish airport and everybody's just like <laughs> blocking my view. Gotcha. I was actually like dragged into a, a kitchen today. Like I went to a Thai restaurant and uh, obviously I'm, I'm quite tall as well, I would say. And it was just, you know, me banging my head into like a, like a Thai kitchen full of Thai people. That's so perfect. Uh, Victor. Yeah, exactly. So let's... Um, Let's just uh, state your name, job, and zodiac sign. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. I'm not going to be that podcast. Like, if you're here for zodiac signs, you should just turn off. <laughs> There's another podcast for that. No, uh, maybe just like introduce yourself a bit. Yeah, okay. My name is Victor, and I am from Denmark. Now living in Barcelona. I met Frederick through his uh, yeah platform, Let Me Work, and he introduced me to Google, where I worked. So uh, today I'm uh, in another company. No. <laughs> But no. I guess we will. We will get to that. No. Um, so yeah, I'm just enjoying life here with my yeah just new wife and uh, trying to plan some vacations and just plan a good life in the future. I got you. I got you. So do I like literally? We didn't match fix anything. I didn't like tell you should say this. You should say that. So just be like really honest. That job I recruited you for, like how did that turn out? Maybe maybe even maybe even turn time back a little bit like how did you even uh, want to go abroad in the first place 
I've always wanted to live in another country, so it's like a childhood dream of mine to just go abroad, see new cultures. And in the beginning, it was actually a job in Bangkok, I guess. I also talked oh, to yeah, you about I remember that. So the dream was after Corona, go hardcore Bangkok, Asia, adventure, boom. But That's it. then I, I, I think I was a little caught up by the idea of sitting in my apartment due to Corona. Maybe the restrictions were still very okay. harsh in Bangkok. So I thought, okay. Okay. Maybe it's not the time to go to Bangkok now. Okay. And then uh, I saw this. No, you sent me. I think uh, the digital marketing job. Yes. In it Barcelona. Was, it's quite a lengthy process, wasn't it? Like everything was sort of, like I remember you were waiting a lot. We sent your resume to the Barcelona job, and I think you waited around two weeks or something. Yeah. If yeah. I'm really honest. Yeah, I think we waited a little bit, but it's also I'm kind of impatient with many things. So when Don't I have some it. kind of an idea, I want it to be like realized. Now, today, so Spain, yesterday. Spain is perfect for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> high pace, high pace. Um, but it's also the reason I got a little impatient also with the the waiting time. Uh, it was because I had another job and also an apartment, which I wanted to quit. So it was like ah. the day before I needed to know the answer. I okay. only had one day or two days. I was like, okay, damn, if I just wait one more day, I cannot quit my job at the time I need and also the apartment. So... Everything, of course, went out fine. Uh, God was on our side. So everything ended up that the, the last day of my apartment that I could quit, I did it. And also the job, I quit also the last day of the month. So wow. it was perfect. And then uh, we onboarded the job at Google. Wow. And I was just going to ask you, like, this thing of, you've been to Barcelona before, I guess. Yeah. Before coming here. Yeah, I went with my gymnasium. Okay. Had my phone stolen, so I was actually no. not so fond about the Barcelona. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you think, like, do you feel safe here? Yeah, I feel very safe. I think I also keep away from areas where I don't feel safe. There's some specific areas where I go and I think, this is maybe not where I was supposed to be, so I just... Okay, maybe that's like... <laughs> go somewhere uh, else. Raval or yeah, something the, like that. Yeah, the, the cold part of Raval. If you go in there, okay. but you, you will know if you're in a bad area, sure. so you... People will look at you very differently. Gotcha. Actually, my brother, he lives here and he just said, you know, like any city anywhere around the world, there's maybe a place you don't want to be at the wrong time. You know, mm. uh, like Denmark, which is considered very safe. I'm like from the outskirts a bit of Copenhagen. And surely I'm not going to take the train at night and stuff like that. Just uh, going about. Um, okay. So just about the job, though, could you... Like you went to Barcelona for this job, uh, you also said you sort of was it a s- s- exchange you did or was it a study trip? Like first time you went to Barcelona, it was gymnasium, so study. I, I don't know study trip. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So oh, okay, but not studying, just no, a trip. It's, study, it's like a yeah, school trip. Okay, one week okay, kind of okay. And so you get the job. How do you tell your parents? I think they they knew because I speak about moving to other countries many times in my life. So I just told them I will go to another country and they were prepared. But it's also before the Bangkok and the Barcelona adventure, I was also applying for a job in Shanghai. Very different, um, but it was uh, an industrial designer for something called Studio 9, something you cannot uh, (laughs) cannot remember. But um, it was very interesting, also more relevant to my line of work, engineering. So I thought it would, it would be nice to go to Shanghai. I have been there before. I loved it. Also to work with, uh, with engineering, industrial design. 
But you said, you said you've been to Shanghai. Yeah, I went to China to visit my sister. She lived in uh, Chinchin. I don't know. If it's I think a, you actually told me uh, this during our interview process, and I was quite amazed by this. I think. Yeah, it, it, I I love China. I went to Chinchin and uh, Beijing and also Shanghai, and Shanghai had a very special place in my heart. So I had this dream of returning, and this job gave me the opportunity. But the borders was closed, so they could not send people abroad. And that's uh, why also the job kind of went uh, yeah, down. It it they quit the job application kind of process. Oh wow! I was just um, like my brother. He lives in Barcelona. He's been to Shanghai as well. And um, I guess I feel like like I live in Lisbon. I also you know been to the south of Spain, stuff like that, like big cities around Spain, uh, the Basque land in the north. Barcelona feels very international i guess shanghai feels very international like do you see some resemblance in those two maybe yeah i i i guess shanghai was a little different for me also because i love this kind of futuristic big buildings high pace very also because i look different to these people also feel different so i like this kind of being stranger right. in a in a new country sure So I think that's what I'm comparing my cultural experiences to. Okay. Is kind of how I feel to other people and okay. vice versa. So to Spain, I think there's another vibe between me and the locals uh, than in Shanghai. Okay. Do you feel... Because like I lived in Portugal for around a year now. And I don't necessarily feel, to be completely honest, that embedded yet in the culture. I don't feel that aligned with it. Not a line. Not like I'm disagreeing with something. I just like I barely speak the language. Uh, I I still feel like an expat there a bit. You know what I mean? I'm not feeling like a local, but like that's I can only blame myself for that because I sort of moved around a lot instead of just finding one good place. I did not do language classes at all. Uh, you know, I could be using using in you know in a sense as I could be doing more. I feel like. You've been here for about how long now? Yeah, around a year. Okay, like do, so, same as me actually. So, do you feel, do you feel like integrated here? Not that's a strong word to use, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay, <laughs> okay. I. But maybe don't... you also like allow yourself not to be that, since it's so such a melting pot here with different nationalities. Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. Okay, so that's also a big part of it, I guess. I don't feel at home yet. Okay. So when I arrive in the airport, I feel home when okay. I come to Denmark. Okay. So it's it's still like an expert, uh, sure. expat kind of feeling. Okay. But I, I think I feel more like having a a day to day routine. The like the newness effect is kind of uh, over for me. Okay. The streets smell like the same streets as yesterday, okay. so it's oh, not really? like this. Everything is new okay. and everything is fresh. Okay. But I I like having this routine and just having my life with my girlfriend, sure. uh, going to work, yeah. going to the gym. So this yeah. kind of uh, just a good day to day life. I'm uh, starting to build up. That's uh, that's my integration process. I Absolutely. Guess, you know. Like when you have a let's say, not necessarily a bad day, but when you're sort of like a bit homesick, I guess. Like, do you? Is that easy to fix for you in a way? Like, do you just do a few notches? Do you like call your parents or do you? I go to a, a Danish bakery or whatever. I have been uh, visiting Denmark around yeah 
every month, every second month. And that has been very great for me. Also because I don't speak the language here. Sure. Also don't have very many friends because my work is remote. Oh, okay. So I don't have any colleagues in the country. Also, my girlfriend and I don't really speak the same language. So that's okay. A, <laughs> that's that a cliffhanger. Fun. We're not going to talk about that yet. <laughs> so, so I don't have this kind of uh, deep sharing or deep friendship with anybody right now. And that's what I will get by just going to Denmark, catching up with some friends and sure. just get some fresh air. It sounds like we're quite similar, actually, yeah. in, in this sense. Um, Vigo, I was actually not kidding about the Zodiac sign thing because I'm like <laughs> looking at your Zodiac right here. So what is it? Yeah, I don't even know the the English word for it. Vil, I don't know. You're, you're, yeah, I'm not sure actually. We'll we'll put that in the show notes. I'm not, I'm not that much into. No, no, <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. But uh, Vigo is born the 12th of April, so you guys can do the math. Um, I'm a Libra, uh, which is uh, I'm not sure what that is in Danish actually, but uh, it means that I, like I'm a people's pleaser basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually looking at this from your resume. And yeah, I still have your resume. I'm I promise I'm like GDPR compliant. Uh you can you can always opt out. Actually, I think my inbox is quite bloated with like stuff that should not be there, like resumes from way back. If there's some EU official listening to this, I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. But uh, Vigo, maybe you can just take me through like you got you're pretty like you're a pretty creative guy, I feel like. You've been doing a lot of different things. So like You do you did marketing at least. We're gonna jump back to yeah. the job in a bit. We're jumping subjects a bit, but just tell me you've been doing quite a lot on your own, like from your own initiatives. And can you maybe tell a bit about that? Yeah, I've always been very interested in in things, like curious about the world, and also had friends who was the same way. They came from creative families and also have many things going on, playing music. I don't know what, uh, doing Lego sure. as a kid. So this kind of process of uh, just building and creating things all the time. And I guess that just stuck to me. So my friendship with uh, a guy called Andreas, one of my best friends, introduced me to music. So that's how I got into music. And I've always been loving sports and also the thought of entrepreneurship. So that's also what brought me to doing engineering. Because I feel like engineering is the part of the the process in, in in entrepreneurship where you can be creative and build also sometimes complex solutions and solve problems in in clever ways. So I'm very much about just listening to people, what kind of problems they have or what kind of wishes they have also, and try to create something from that. If it's through art, through music, like to handle feelings or if it's to just uh, to, uh, yeah, move the body through fitness or if okay. it's building, yeah, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking about fitness, I saw in your Instagram bio, you're like building something right now, yeah? Can you like reveal what it is or it's... Yeah, of course. Patent pending. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm done with NDAs. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I took a certified trainer course in the, yeah, the last quarter of 2022. So I thought I have always been loving fitness, always enjoyed, yeah, just working out, lifting weights, doing sports. So I thought it's maybe time to just take it to the next level and involve myself in the community by taking education and also help people get in shape or just talk to people about fitness. I, I just love the industry. Awesome. awesome. And you're also like making music, right? Yeah, I have been also releasing, okay, I was about to say mm -hmm. recently, but it's maybe two months ago. Okay. 
I do house, I do oh, nice. dance, pop. Mostly it's the songwriting I love. So if there's any music producers out there, I would, uh, <laughs> I would, I would like to link up. But the songwriting is, uh, is probably the, the hook for me. I love just expressing feelings, telling stories, melodies. Gosh, I was just going to ask you, uh, you said house, electronic music. Do you know Sonar Festival? It's a Barcelona-based uh, electronic music festival, and it's not just like concerts. It's all they do workshops around electronic music. So it's all around the. Uh, I'm not sure it's all around the city. I've never been, but they just created this in Lisbon as well. I was just thinking maybe you know about it, uh, but that's super awesome. So do you like molding all this together? Um, Did it make sense for you to work? Like, it sounds like it made a lot of sense for you to work in marketing uh, with your, like, creative background, I guess. I guess sales and marketing is some kind of theme that keeps returning to me. Every time I do a project, I can I can build it, I can execute on it. But it's always in the sales process. It's always in the closing process. I, I kind of lose my momentum. So all the time, I, I keep coming back to reading sales books or okay. taking sales jobs to kind of, elevate my okay. level of sales but okay. i don't know i don't feel like i okay. <laughs> i get that much better but it's something i try to work on and get better at okay how do you keep that like consistency because i'm honestly not so good at that like if i tap into something new and it doesn't work and i'm mostly talking about my business here actually if i tap into a certain thing that i'm sort of curious about if it if it involves spending money and me like having to learn something about it i find myself like opting out of it quickly so how like you're a very coherent person i feel how do you sort of keep pushing is that just like your entrepreneurial like mindset or like yeah like how how do you how do you just keep pushing that i guess i cannot handle it it's like okay. a, an alcoholic who cannot stop drinking okay. so it's sometimes also a curse but <laughs> I, i just love uh, building projects so i guess also what keeps it consistent is just keeping the time frame within uh, a reasonable okay. time for for like my workflow so i i call it more like projects instead of calling it the businesses and stuff because i know this has to end like within a year or two years because otherwise i will i will get bored of it. Okay. So always when I do something, I try to say, okay, I will do it for this amount of time. I will do it okay. to gain this kind of knowledge or gain this kind of relationship with some people. So it's, all, it's not always about uh, getting money or selling the business. Sometimes it's also getting in contact with a specific person or building a specific kind of skill set. So always try to have in mind what I want to achieve and how much I want to work on it, how much time I want to put into it. Okay, got it. I... Yeah, actually, because for this new year, I guess, you know, you, like it's turning the first of January, you sort of, I actually like these New Year's resolutions a lot because it's like a clean slate in your mind. And I, I like the, the, uh, the idea of people trying to reinvent something about themselves. You know a flaw of yourself, maybe, you know, whether that could be too much drinking or you want to like exercise more. I kind of like it. So for this year, I sort of made up my mind that I wanted to start a project, which was, I guess, the podcast right now. And for me, like, I, f I felt I was talking to a friend about it and we got so enthusiastic together. And it's sort of that creative part of my work that I missed a lot. 
because it is any job is in some way a groundhog day you you repeat it but if you can like tap into a new project because you have a hobby of being uh let's say that's like making music if you can like somehow assemble that in your company i'm like so excited for that actually uh, and it's also a way for me to just create a platform where i can um you know i re- i realized like i've been recruiting a lot of people abroad like how many people actually keep in touch with like because i have phone numbers of all the people i recruited i have instagrams of of some people i recruited and sure i made like uh, i have maybe five to eight consistent uh, contacts i stay in contact with including you uh, but i thought there was like a huge fun idea to go back to that because like of course i'm making money by by recruiting you and you go into a company i make my money there and then you from a business perspective it's easy to forget that person because okay it's a close deal but behind that deal is a person you know what i mean like there are feelings and and i think that's a good um transition to talk about because a lot has happened since you moved abroad basically i'm sure you evolved a lot so can you maybe touch upon how you evolved i guess it's 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 just interesting to to meet a a new person and fall in love i guess that's also kind of the the big theme for me right now is trying to make it work with another person i have not had many girlfriends also not been living with another person like uh, close okay. i've been having roommates but never been uh, living together with a uh, a girlfriend so on more levels yeah. it's it's uh wouldn't say a challenge, but there's a, a lot of new things for you right here. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's a lot of learnings, but also many great times together. So it's also trying to balance this of being an individual, but also having a life together with an o- another person. Another thing is also right now we are living in run, one room, so okay. <laughs> we, don't, oh, really? we don't have very much space. So. Okay. Okay. so it's just interesting to see how you react if you're a little stressed or how the other person reacts or when you need time for yourself and also how you have a good time together, kind of just balance things in a new way. Also, I was a, a mommy's boy, so I also <laughs> always had, had everything fixed for me and just had to think about myself okay. when I lived at home and also in Denmark. And now I just have to yeah, fix my own things, but also try to make things work for for her sometimes and also for, for us. So many, right. many new sides of myself I need to try to balance and learn more about. This is the time for us to open a new beer, I think, yeah. because now now the story is getting good. There is a beer for you. Do you. Can you just explain what we're drinking, by the way? Lager. I don't know. Is it, is it a Barcelona beer? Or? I'll tell the crowd. Let me see. Uh, actually, we just stepped into a kiosk. Yeah, and there was a six-pack of these, and it, I just, like, I buy. The marketing, speaking of marketing, it really works for me. Like, the labeling, it caught my eye. And so I just bought this one, but I kind of kind of like it actually. Okay, so you're you're basically in love right now. Yeah, I am. I knew this was going to be like a podcast about love. Oh. And so, go take me through. We'll speak about the job stuff later. That's boring. You got <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a nice girlfriend here, maybe a bit more than a girlfriend, but maybe rewind a bit and just like how did that work out? Yeah, we actually met on social media. 
before she arrived in Barcelona. She is from Bolivia. And we just texted and decided to meet when she came here. And then we met and just shared a good time. We didn't speak the same language. We still don't. Uh, uh, really, okay. really not that good. Okay, but um, did you, were you like, when you moved here, I'm going to find a girlfriend now, or did it just sort of happen to you? When I moved here, I was still thinking, I'm going to stay in Barcelona for a short while, and then I'm going to move to to Asia. <laughs> okay, that's so, it. So now, now now I'm here. Here, where are you later? <laughs> so, that, that plan got uh, a little delayed, but I, I still want to go to Asia, and also when we fix my girlfriend's papers, We will probably also go there together, and I don't know if we will live there, but at least try try some kind of period of time to go there. Actually, my colleague, um, he lives in Thailand. Um, he's also doing recruitment. His girlfriend is Thai, and they were gonna go to Denmark um, for Christmas uh, to to meet his family and and things like that. They waited like I think three four months for her to get even. I think it was like a not even a month of visa to Denmark. So I imagine it's like quite a, like knowing about visas, I also had to get visas in my life. Is that super daunting for you? Is that super tiresome? Yeah, I, I don't really like practical tasks. So, so this kind of uh, moving to Barcelona and fixing all the yeah, registration papers, getting near number and stuff is a little tiring for me. Okay. And also fixing all the papers uh, with my girlfriend, but she she's very proactive, so she fixed many of the things, and okay. that, that's uh, a big help for me, and also a, a great benefit from her, uh, because she also needs these papers. We cannot go outside of, yeah, Spain actually, yeah. because yeah. then she cannot return. So we need to fix all her papers so she can get some kind of a green card. I don't sure. even know what it is, sure. but then we can go to Denmark and also move out of this country and come back. Okay. So that that's the plan you you want to get yeah. out of Barcelona. So I think in three months you will get this paper. So it's also a part of uh, the reason we got married. Of course, for the romantic reasons, but also because it's more practical if we just fix this and try to yeah, build a life from that. It's it's a little difficult because you cannot get a normal job because she's okay. like illegal. And also she cannot go out of the country. Ah. There's many things uh, she cannot do. Okay. As... Not like things that are normal to humans. She's like yeah. getting a job, being there. Okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. So that's quite a challenge, actually. I imagine. Uh, but you're getting married. Yeah. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I, I think we are planning on getting married for real in uh, in Bolivia okay. next year. But we are. Uh, I don't even know the name for okay. it. We are we are married like legally in yeah, the government kind of way, but not in the church. Denmark is also a beautiful place to marry, no? Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Okay. So, so maybe we get married in Denmark. Okay. Okay. Has she has she ever been to Denmark? No, never. Okay. So okay. it's also her first time, but I think I will bring her in the summer. Okay. She's from Bolivia, so everything sure. is cold for her right now also. <laughs> and and how long did she live here by the way? She came here in June 2022. Ah, okay. Okay. I was just um I was thinking you both Not from here. I think that's sort of an advantage, I guess, because you both are sort of compromising. You don't have to get to know, of course, you have to get to know her culture, but you're both like in this place together. You moved here. Um, so what are, like, what sort of your expectations for the new destination, I guess, is my question. 
I, I want to stick to the to the point about having an advantage of coming from two different cultures and yeah. meeting in a third country. Yeah. Uh, it's been a a big benefit from both of us that we don't okay. have we don't have like shared friends. We don't have any baggage, or at least we don't have baggage uh, each other can tap into. We don't have families we need to hold on to. Everything is new for both of us. Many new experiences. We can go new places. It's very exciting for both of us. It's like a great way to keep a spark going, just seeing new things, experiencing experiencing a new culture together. Also just having the opportunity to to move and be more mobile when we need to, because if her family was Spanish, it might be more difficult for her to say goodbye and mm. come with me to Asia or right. having this kind of planning, which I, I appreciate if we can go to other countries and also live there. Right. Wow. So, um, okay. so it, it's great just being two different people in another country and yeah. see where it takes us. Wow. So marriage. Um, you're like, what, one year older than me? Yeah, you're from 95. Okay. Do you, like, surely you're excited for this. Uh, it's going to be a wedding. Uh, like, everybody's involved. Uh, Latina culture. <laughs> like, for us Danes, it's, like, very exotic, right? Yeah, yeah, for me also. I have always wanted, uh, like... Uh, yeah, exotic. Let's just say like that. Okay. Uh, I was like the woman with the, uh, with brown black hair and also this kind of uh, Pocahontas uh, <laughs> mystical uh, Jasmine. If yeah. I just have to refer to yeah. Disney, <laughs> so I I'm excited for this also because it's very different. Sure. I also have to adjust a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Me as a Dane, I I might have a different also the home I come from. Mm. Maybe have a little different kind of. Uh, Way of just living and relaxing and just handling things in general. She's maybe more intense than I am necessarily. I don't know if it's the a Danish thing or just a me thing, but many right. many activities. But um, I think like rest assured, like the stuff you're learning from her, like she's also learning from your culture indirectly, really. I guess like I'm not here to like give advice on dating and stuff, but I think. Um, Around cultures, at least like all the countries I've been visiting, I always sort of, I can nitpick something I like from that culture um, and sort of be like, wow, they, they do this in this way that I did not know about. People will do it, but of course that would make sense. I feel like every culture has that sort of um, uh, benefit embedded into the culture. And like for sure when you're dating, you're getting married those things are going to come to the surface very quickly because like you live here, you're, you're doing all these things together, all of the, I'm not going to say problems, but all the, the, the exciting challenges, surely you will see a lot of your uh, differences there. And, you know, that's the whole compromise thing, but you can, you can go on with that for a long time. I feel yeah. with, like I lived in, in Thailand for two years and Thai culture taught me to be like just friendly towards people really. And this is not to say people outside Thailand cannot be friendly, but it's very it's very in that culture. It's in the language as well, um, and that's something I'm looking at and being wow. This 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 really made an effect on me and really made a huge impact. Like just like I told you today, I met some Thai people at a restaurant and they were so welcoming and like all these also like Spanish culture is quite welcoming. About Portugal, I'm learning, I guess, to just enjoy your surroundings a lot. A lot of Portuguese people actually just do holidays. Um, in their own country and not just for financial reasons but also because they just have like amazing nature there 
And so they just use their own country to just enjoy themselves. I'm learning a lot from that. Um, so I guess I'm coming back to the questions of how did you, like, if let, let's say you were to go home to Denmark today, is it a very different Victor your parents would meet, you think? I guess I've learned also from from my wife is she has a very good heart and also very sweet and very welcoming and open uh, towards people but also very much to family good and i guess that's something i have not been very good at also maybe the reason i'm yeah also okay with uh, moving around to, to other countries i have not been so much of a family person i also i like having friends and so on but not maybe that close to things So I think also she is very good at keeping in contact and also being very, very aware of families and feelings and just the people around her. So I guess that's something I will definitely take with me when I go back to Denmark. Also having this kind of more mature about maybe getting kids. Also seeing in her that she will be a very great mother. So this kind of more more family man maybe <laughs> than, than this, uh, I don't know. City going out drinking uh, many parties uh, kind of person. We have to figure out your zodiac sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you, I was just um, let's jump back to like it's a beautiful story. I think your story is awesome. Uh, I already told the listeners I I wanted to to come meet you when I thought about this podcast because uh, really when we got the news that you were getting married, I was in Thailand at this time actually, and me and my colleague had sort of like a bad week with work and. And this story we just kept talking about, and we told people about it because imagine that, uh, you know, like it just gives me so much purpose because you're sort of I just you know tapped into a point five percent of your life to not you abroad, um, maybe to help just send a resume, but then like look what happens uh, when you settle in somewhere, you just go somewhere, and you're like indulged in all these possibilities. It gives you a very optimistic view on life, um, so just to say that, uh, congratulations! I think it's thank like su you. super awesome. And thank you for yeah. bringing us together. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> take that. Um, jumping back to the job a bit, uh, so you go into this job I recruit you for. What happens? I start and meet many. Many very nice people, actually. You should be honest here. Yeah, it's it's true. I, I joined the program, and the first month is training. Okay. So we don't actually work. We just sit at our computers, just learning some stuff. But it's, it's still it's just relaxing, training kind of things. And every day is kind of partying. We just really? meet up and drink and have fun. Okay. And it's a very great time. Okay. It's two people, me and another person from Denmark. Okay. I don't know if you also brought her. Um, uh, not for no. now. Okay, <laughs> not, not this time. But it's it's uh, kind of we came in pairs, uh, two from Norway, two from Denmark, two okay. from yeah, so on. And we were about twenty people in Barcelona, so it was just wow. a, a great time. We had a very nice time at Erasmus, and then at something called Cior. Okay. okay. So the first month was just partying, actually, just okay. having fun and uh, relaxing and having a good time. Wow. Um, I guess it's quite you know you go here you meet your colleagues it's a very organic way to to get into a new culture i sometimes feel because like since six months ago i was a solo business completely i still sometimes feel that i am because i go to work 
sort of alone in a co-working space, I sometimes feel I have to very actively, you know, go out, make friends, um, which is very exciting, first of all. But I think in your case, it's like doing an exchange here abroad, isn't it? You get like a lot of friends from the very beginning. So was that like, how do you remember that time in the beginning you just moved here? What was that like? It felt very magical, also just walking down the streets for the first time. It was not the first time, but it was like the first time feeling free and feeling like some kind of ownership of one's life. It was not just a vacation. It's like, okay, this is my home. So just feeling the fresh air and just seeing things and hanging out with new people. I also felt it was when you start, for example, studying, when I came to the engineering studies, I have all my life thought, okay, now I will finally be with people like me. I always had good friends in school and also gymnasium, but I thought, okay, now it's like people who love engineering like me. Cool. And then I thought, okay, these people are nothing like me. Okay, wow. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that, it, it was a, a good time. I had a, a great time also at university, but maybe not uh, hanging out so much with the, the people from my class necessarily. But when I came to Barcelona, it was like, okay, these people, it's like they decided to quit their job, their family, their home and come here. And I feel like we shared some kind of connection. It was more like, it was, I feel the strong connection to these people, like these people are moved abroad. Yeah. It's like a, a specific kind of uh, characteristics. Um, I don't know how to, yeah. It was yeah. Just, yeah, I totally get it. I'm raised uh, religious and, and that feeling you, you have with people where you believe in the same, I'm not going to say, you know, make a comparison like one to one here, but uh, when, when you sort of have that in common, it creates a very strong bond, even though you might forget that person's person's name, where they're from. You just you're in this together, and it's just you know you have that in common that just binds you a lot, uh, which I think is very cool. Um, okay, let's uh, fast forward a little bit. How long? No, yeah, you just go ahead. Like you finish the probation. Uh, what sort of happens here? Then I started working, and I guess I felt a little stuck. We worked abroad. The office was not yet opened. It is a very great company with many events and many, uh, I don't know, parties. But due to Corona, we was not allowed to join the office. So I felt a little bored, I guess, just sitting at home doing Google kind of work. Sure. And also, I think I just missed being with the colleagues or okay. doing something more exciting. Also, I was in a point in my life i guess where i i thought it's time to start my career okay. and just move on also it's it's it was kind of a a stepping stone joining this company because they fix all my papers and i get to learn something meet new people but the plan was from the beginning maybe be here for one one year maybe half a year and then find something else and that's also what i did actually but the company was very great. The people there was very funny and we had a good time. I guess this work was just not really for me. Okay. But uh, you could, yeah, uh, you could say that it's sort of, you know, with moving abroad, with taking this job and applying for it back home in Denmark, you sort of use it as a stepping stone to something else, I guess. Yeah. Even after four, five, six months, something like that. Like, it, it's a great start because it also gives you you know, the knee number, whatever you need, like those kind of things sort of gives you some friends. And then once you're ready, you can sort of move on with that. 
um, at least that's what I hear a lot from my candidates. Like they go to take these jobs, whether that's a call center or a sales job, a marketing job. They do it, of course, so they can travel a bit as well next to that. Um, so what sort of, yeah, where do you work now, by the way? I work in a company called My Blue Label Compliance Services. Okay. This is not a paid endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's actually uh, the founder of this company I met some years ago while I was doing a medical device project. And we just had a good time. And uh, when I was sitting here in Barcelona, feeling a little tired of the work, he called me out of the blue and asked, uh, do you want to come and work in my blue label with me? And I thought, it's a great opportunity. I have the ability to work abroad and I get, get more in the salary and okay. also work with something I might be more interested in. I like this whole medical device kind of arena. Right, I got it, okay. And do you think like you will can you take that job with you sort of like when you leave barcelona yeah i guess i have to speak with my bus but okay it, it's it's remote so if he hears <laughs> yeah. this you know okay i got it also if you go so on a completely different note how many red lights have you passed in barcelona i'm talking about traffic lights i don't think i've been in a place for one day and crossing so many red lights there's literally a traffic light on every corner What is that? This this city is very organized, like in boxes. I don't. If you've been to Barcelona, you know this. Yeah, it's like a military camp. Everything <laughs> is just like uh, barracks. Uh, but yeah, I have been crossing many red lines. It's, uh, it's true. My next question is: How many croquetas have you been eating? What is a uh, croqueta? You know, like the fried. Uh, it could be codfish. They fry them in tiny little balls, kind of like a McNugget, you could say. Yeah, not very many. Spanish tapas? Like, I don't really eat tapas. You don't really eat tapas? No. Oh, my word. What do you eat? <laughs> like, take me through. I'm just like firing off the questions I wrote on my computer now. I I, I, I'm, I, I try to eat Danish food, kind of still. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm not so much into... The food experience is not very much something I go into. Really? When I travel and stuff, I don't okay. really eat. I eat the same. Okay, so. we actually differ a lot here, though, because yeah. I'm such a foodie. Okay, okay. Vigo, I'm like time is running out a bit. Um, I'm just gonna do like a call to action on you. So I know that you've been doing a book. Uh, maybe just explain. Like the audience know that you made music, but you also did a book. Maybe it's a while ago. Maybe it's, it's not something you you promote. But I'm just curious on that. Yeah, first I did a book, a little sp kind of spiritual book, with some poetry kind of things, small stories. And also I did an entrepreneurship book kind of expressing how you can foster a startup while you are studying. So how you get from just idea to yeah, pre-seed, how you get the first funding. It's it's kind of basic stuff on how to do projects and get your money for the first time. Gotcha. Wow. But is that published? Like you can buy that book? Yeah, the the first one is called Moment by Moment. It's published on Saxo and uh, everywhere, but I I don't remember. I think the other one, maybe I have a link on my LinkedIn profile. Otherwise, I will just bring it there. So it's it's also just an entrepreneurship book. But I don't think, it, I, yeah, I don't know. It's not published yet. Got you. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, Vigo, thank you so much for coming and congratulations again. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me and also bringing me to Barcelona. It's, of course. <laughs> it's perfect. Of course. There's a lot of uh, stake on the next candidate I'm going to interview for sure about this story. I think it's so awesome. Uh, so just like a little, I guess, like outro. Uh, so you could be doing what 
uh, Vigo is doing, you could be going to letmework.in and find different jobs. Right now, I can just quickly put out what we uh, what we have. So basically, we just got a Danish role in Malta for a KYC role. And we also have one in Barcelona, actually, uh, for a different company I recruited Vigo for. Um, but that's for a customer service role for um, a smartwatch company. And then, of course, we have the usual stuff in Greece, in call centers. Um, but you can find all the vacancies on letmework.in. And uh, this has been really fun, actually. It's my first... Uh, yeah, you know, I, people always told me I have a, like a radio voice. I don't know what you think. You do. Yeah. <laughs> and you did very great today. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. Um, the next episode is going to be out in a month. Uh, so you're going to have to wait for a while. I hope you like this. If it turns out really successful and I can use this, you know, like I do it for fun, obviously. But if it's if it's like there's a, some marketing purpose in there, I think we could be like a bi-weekly show. But let's just take it one thing at a time. I promised an episode a month. Uh, so I hope that works out. Also, it's just like a platform for me to be silly. Do you know what I mean? Like if if I'm like silly around people, people will like not laugh at my jokes. They'll like laugh at me in a way. And so I feel like I can say whatever I want. You know, like it's my show. It is what it is. It's my questions. <laughs> and they can laugh at home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it. Vigo, thank you so much for coming. Thank and so um, yeah, go enjoy your night. Cheers. <laughs>